us have a peaceful day. Tell the truth, make Jesus the way. Tell the truth on the podcast. Tell the truth, coming up fast. Hi, everybody. This is Sharon and Tell the Truth with True Life Music. Did you ever get lost going somewhere? Or did you have a map to tell you where you wanted to go? I love maps. They tell you so much important stuff like how far it is from one place to another. They tell you where the lakes and rivers and mountains and deserts are. If you look at a map, you can see, see where Lake Farley is, where Big Stone Lake is, and how big these lakes are. If you find the Whetstone Creek, you can figure out where it starts and where it ends, but I'm not going to tell you where I found the huge clams. That's my secret. If you go up by Sisseton, there's a place called the Nicolette Tower. You can climb up the tower, and on a clear day, you can see three states. That's a fun thing to do around here. Mr. Nicolette was a Frenchman, or Nicolet if you're really French. He was the first man to make an actual map of the whole area between the Missouri River and the Mississippi River in this place that we call the Coteau Hills. And that was like about 150 years ago, and that's a big space. So really, all he had to rely on was his horse and a compass. This was before roads or Google or anything. He was definitely an adventuresome guy. And you can learn all about it by going to the tower. These days, there are maps for everything. Maps of lakes to show you how deep they are and of mountains to show you how high they are. Maps of bike trails and snowmobile trails and city maps that really help you find the house you're looking for. There might be maps in your Bible so you can actually see where some of amazing things happened. You can find Egypt and the Nile River and the desert where Moses saw the burning bush and Mount Sinai where God spoke to Moses and gave him instructions. My sisters went to Egypt once and they floated down the Nile River and they camped in the desert. I'm just trying to figure out how people live in sand, sand and more sand, and it's hot. And they have to wrap things around their head and face to keep the sand out. Well, maybe things haven't changed a whole lot because people still live there in tents and take care of their animals and they ride on camels because camels are specifically made to live in the desert because God thinks of everything. Well, let's get back to Joseph and the bad boys. After they threw him in the pit and then sat down to lunch, they saw a group of businessmen coming, riding on their camels. These were traveling salesmen, and they had a lot of their product and merchandise loaded on the camels. So the bad brothers put their heads together and came up with Plan B. Instead of leaving Joseph to die in the pit, but to still get rid of him, they decided to sell him to the traveling salesmen. So they pulled him out of the hole and sold their little brother to the traveling salesman for $20. It looks like those bad boys are digging their hole deeper and deeper. The salesmen were going to Egypt, which was a long way off, so I suppose the bad boys thought that little brother would never be seen or heard of again, the end of their problem. They got rid of him and good riddance. Then to make matters even worse, 
they had to come up with something to tell Dad when they got back home. Where was Joseph? How come he wasn't with the rest of them? Far crying out loud, can't all you boys take care of your little brother? The oldest boy, Reuben, had been trying to stick up for Joseph all along, but he was sadly and badly outnumbered. So the bad boys killed an animal and put the blood on Joseph's awesome, one-of-a-kind designer jacket. They took the coat back to Dad and said, Hey, Dad, we found this jacket in the field. Have any idea who it belongs to? Their hole is getting deeper and deeper. Of course, Dad knew it was the jacket he had given to Joseph. He sobbed and sobbed, believing that wild animals had eaten Joseph and torn him in pieces. Poor Dad! He cried and cried for weeks and weeks, and all that time, the bad boys never told Dad the truth, but just left him to believe that Joseph was really dead. And one of those rules that God gave Moses on the smoking mountain was do not lie, which means the same as don't be deceitful and don't make up stories on purpose to cover your tracks. Tell the truth! Things will go much better if you tell the truth, and then you won't have a guilty conscience, and you'll feel a whole lot better. Don't you think that underneath it all they really did feel bad about making up such a horrible story? And it wasn't just one or two of them, but the whole shebang, the whole bunch of them. They all agreed to be evil and to lie to Dad. See, the problem with telling a lie is that you have to figure out how to cover up the lie so that no one will find out the truth. So then you might have to invent another lie to cover up the first lie and then think of some way to cover up that lie and it goes on and on. If you tell the truth in the first place and don't have to worry about making up stories, to be dishonest and lie about things is never a good idea. It's better not to say anything at all than to invent a lie or make up some story. If you dig your hole so deep, how will you ever get out? Maybe you never will get out. Is there a way to get out of your self-inflicted pit? If you decide to keep all your stories covered up, thinking no one will ever know, your pit will only get blacker and blacker. If you decide to tell the truth and admit your cover-ups or your dishonesty and truly say you are sorry to the people involved and say you're sorry to God, the blackness and the darkness will go away and you'll be free from all your guilt. And it's always up to you. You can decide to be miserable or you can decide to say you're sorry and get on with life. When we lie and cover up things, it's not only ourselves we are hurting, but other people too. How do you think Joseph's dad felt when the boys showed him the coat with the blood on it? He cried for weeks. Now I realize you'll never do anything so evil or drastic, but the little things can be just as bad, and they can make us just as guilty and miserable. I have to confess, when I was little, I stole the ice cream bars. There was a big yellow truck with a swan on the side, and in the summertime, Dad always wanted ice cream to cool off. Gets hot working out in the field, and those chocolate-covered ice cream bars on a stick were just the thing Dad needed. 
The ice cream was really creamy, and the chocolate coating had a flavor all its own. The problem was that the freezer was in the bathroom. No kidding, we had a very small house. So every time you went into the bathroom, the freezer was right there. How can you not see a big old freezer when you're in the bathroom? It's impossible. And the ice cream bars were always on the same shelf in the freezer. Not too high, not too low. Just the right place for my little hand to accidentally reach in without asking. Ice cream bars were Dad's special treat, and we all knew it. So when he looks in the box and there's only two left, well, I didn't want to take them all, and I didn't want to leave just one because that would be selfish, and maybe they wouldn't remember how many there were in the box to begin with. He looks right at me. And the leftover chocolate that dried on my chin didn't help matters any. He didn't say anything, but with a very perturbed look, looked at me. And I couldn't say anything because I felt so bad and so guilty. I would have started uncontrollable crying. Mom did not come to my rescue. I think she purposely ignored my dreadful, self-inflicted situation. I had dug my hole, and the only way out was to tell Dad I'm sorry and never steal ice cream bars again. No matter how hot it was outside or how much I wanted one, I'll just close my eyes when I'm in the bathroom. This traumatic event must have made quite an impression on my young brain because here we are decades later and I can still remember all the details. I can see that freezer. I think because God wants us to learn from our mistakes, that's why we remember things. And when we do something we know is wrong... The best thing to do is not try to hide what we did, but admit our mistakes, admit our dishonesty and our lies, and say we're sorry and really mean it, and ask God to help you. It's always a learning experience, and he will always help you when you ask. He knows we need help with these things, and that's why he's all ready to help us. Jesus said he will never leave us. He really is the way to have true, lasting, genuine peace. And I just can't imagine how guilty all those bad boys felt every time they heard Dad crying. How could they live like that? Maybe they thought that after a while he'd just forget about the whole thing. I don't think so. I bet as time went on, those ten bad boys felt more and more miserable for what they had done. As for Joseph, he was forced to go along with the traveling salesman to who knows where never to see his mom and dad again. What do you think was going through his mind like? Somebody please tell dad I'm not dead. He couldn't call 911 or send dad a text message. The book of truth says that Joseph never even complained or tried to get away from the salesman and run back home or anything. In fact, we know that God was taking care of the whole situation because he gave Joseph special dreams. I think that Joseph had extremely good conversations with God on this unplanned adventure, wouldn't you? He really had no clue where he was going to end up. Where were these salesmen taking him? Every step was a step farther away from home. 
I can imagine Joseph's conversations with God, like, God, help. I don't know what's happening. God, rescue me from this crazy situation. God, am I only worth $20? God, please take care of mom and dad until I can get back home. God, help. Like I said, God had very special plans for Joseph and the 10 bad boys and mom and dad. Because God knows what's going on and what's going to happen in the future, even though to us it might seem like a mystery, God knows what's going on. He had everything planned out exactly. Our part is to listen to God, do what we think is right, and don't complain or be whining about things. If you ever happen to be sold for $20, just remember that God has a plan, and it's always the best plan. Trust him no matter what. I believe that Joseph trusted God every step of his journey. He would have to. When we keep focused on God and what he wants for us, we get a different attitude about things. When we thank him and praise him for all our blessings and just keep finding new ways to praise him and new ways to live our life to honor our creator, you know... God can give you a new perspective on things, a new way to look at things. The Book of Truth says to seek His kingdom first every day, and blessings will follow. Seek first the kingdom, hmm, and then blessings will come. Here's a song I wrote called, I'm Gonna Praise You, Lord.
whatever situation you find yourself in, you are never wrong to find some blessing somewhere, somehow. And give God thanks and praise for what you do have. You can read all about Joseph in the book of Genesis, starting in chapter 37. Read all about it in the book of truth. And remember, tell the truth. Thank you for listening to Tell the Truth Podcast with Sharon and True Life Music. Recorded in the Hawaii Milbank Podcast Studio in Milbank, South Dakota. You can contact us at SharonTrueLife at gmail.com or online at whymillbank.com slash tell the truth. Thank you.